BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. It's me, Brian Beckner. I know we've been gone a couple weeks, and I know people were sad about that, or at least I like to think people were sad about that. I would be sad to not hear my voice. Like I get to hear my voice every single day, so I have a pretty good life. But people that don't get to hear my voice every day, I imagine they get kind of sad about it. So we're back after a little bit of a break. Um, again, I'm Brian Beckner. BallerLifestyle.com. You found me. You know me from there. You know me from the radio. And uh, we're just trying to extend our reach a little bit and talk a little bit more to uh, get get our voices out there a little bit more. So, again, welcome. Thanks for coming. Uh, today on the show, a few off-topic things. We're, we're not talking any sports today. Like, I don't know if that makes you sad or not. It makes me pretty happy. To not talk sports. There's not really anything interesting in sports right now. That NFL playoffs hasn't haven't started yet. The NBA season is like Kobe Bryant came back last night. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about NBA regular season. Uh, NHL season is in mid swing again. Even fewer people care about that, and that's actually kind of an interesting thing. But. That's not happening. Baseball hot stove. Basically, there's nothing to talk. There's no no sports topic that piques my interest right now. Until somebody takes a picture of their dick and sends it to somebody or does something really interesting in sports, I'm, I, I can't really get interested in sports. Maybe, maybe the NFL playoffs will have me interested. College football bowl games are kind of fun. But other than that. It's it's not a sports show today. We're not talking sports. It's not what we're known for. It's not what we're interested in. Uh, today, a few things going on. More interesting than sports. We're going to talk about a guy that committed suicide because his girlfriend was annoying. And I personally, I'm shocked that this doesn't happen more often. Um, it, he, a guy just had enough and jumped off a building like, hey, you talk too much. You bother me. I'm out of here. So that's an important thing. I feel like that hits home for a lot of us, a lot of people that are married, have been married, or in a relationship, understand the give and take of what it means to be in a relationship. And we've all been at that point where we're like, you know what? It might just be easier. Like, there's, there's sweet relief down there. All I have to do 
is just do a two-handed grab at this railing, pull my body over. There's no way I could survive. It'll happen quick. It'll be done, and I won't have to hear this voice again. And I think a lot of us can identify with that. So that happened. Um, dick size. That's a topic. There, uh, a new study came out. Not very scientific, but scientific for the purposes of this show. That ranked the states by dick size. And I have some problems with it. It's n- not how I would have thought things might go. And also, you know, I'm a Californian and I don't remember where they ranked. I think they were in somewhere in the middle, but I just want the rumor. Like, I just want to be rumored to be in the top 10. I don't necessarily need to pack the wallop that comes with having an extra large penis, but it'd be kind of fun for people to think that I did in fact have a large member. So we'll talk about that. Dick size. What state? Think about that. Write it down. You know, what's your top five? And and we'll see. We'll make it a game. We'll see if your top five matches the actual top five from this unscientific survey that we saw. And this is important. This might be the most important thing. Considered doing an entire show on it. If you're of a certain age, I certainly recall sitting down with my entire family and watching this. It's probably the most important television program in history. It's certainly the most important holiday television program in history. It's a cultural touchstone for all of us born in the 70s. Of course, I'm talking about the Holiday Spectacular, A Very Brady Christmas. Uh, really such a special program and it's that time of year when we all rewatch it and it's something that we need to discuss. There's a lot of plot points. Uh, we have a, a long viewer diary coming out that uh, you can watch along with the movie, which is available on YouTube. It might be on television as well. I don't know. I mean, I, I watch it. I just go to the link and watch it. I watch it in July. I don't wait till Christmas. I mean, I, obviously, like the rest of America, I watch it at Christmas. But I'll just watch it any time because it's, it's just that good of a movie. A very Brady Christmas, and so we're going to discuss that. Joining me now, as always, superstar, one of my favorite people in the world, guy that, you know, he's been to a tweet-up. He doesn't like me mentioning that. He's been to 100% more tweet-ups than me. We don't need to get into that. Uh, My main man, Ed Daly. Ed, how you doing? I'm a little ashamed that you just brought up the tweet up. It was a, it was a it was a tactical error on my part. We, I happened to be in the city when it was going on. It was not appointment viewing. I just I just showed up and and then left. Was it everything that you thought it would be? I, we can edit this part out, Ed. Yeah, please take it yeah, out. I, yeah. I I don't want this to be part of my my yeah. life. Ed, I've been to a tweet up daily. Uh, <laughs> Ed, I don't know. How was your weekend? Tell me how what 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 got happening. It's very very cold here in Southern California, and I think it's also very very cold where you live on the other coast in Hoboken, New Jersey. Um, it's very cold. It's I don't know, third low thirties right now, mid thirties. Um, this was uh, a lot of a lot of college football watching. I mean, it was nice. not a wild weekend. King uh, Castle. 
Yeah, college football watching beer. <laughs> it was it was a stay indoors kind of right. thing. You're you're a Maryland Terp. You're a Maryland alum. I don't know what they're doing, but I did happen to catch one of their games earlier this year, and I know that dude, the the Under Armour guy, is a Maryland guy, and Maryland yes. is sponsored by Under Armour. Probably, and I, and I don't mean to do this as a means of offense to you, <laughs> but it's but be. The, the most hideous gear in all oh, of college football. Those helmets are love, so love. bad. I love it so it's so offensive that I love it. It's it's now do they wear those is that the regular gear like those helmets with the, that look like the state flag vomited on the helmet that's <laughs> is that yes, they, they wear, wear that every they wear week? The, they wear variations of it. So bad, really terrible. Well, this weekend I'll tell you what I did and I don't I don't do this very often and I had a bad experience and I want to know if this is normal, if this occurs. And I, I feel like I didn't do the right thing. I went to the movies this weekend. My girlfriend's here visiting. She lives overseas. Picked her up from the airport on Friday night. A nice little weekend alone. Sun Saturday, we attended a movie together. And it was really... There's a new thing going on at movie theaters, and I imagine they have this where you live, where they have like bars at the movie theater, and you could drink beers... And that's been a big plus to me. That's, a, that's you know, usually I was smuggling beers into movie theaters since I'm a kid anyways. Yeah. But now I can do it on the up and up. I walk in, I buy a ticket. My girlfriend goes and gets a popcorn. I walk over to the bar and get us a couple beers. But we go in the theater and it was really, it was like God's waiting room in there, Ed. It was really an unfortunate place. I think they actually bus in people from God's waiting room waiting to die a lot of olds in there and a lot of silver foxes no, no silver foxes a lot of i i felt like i was in a tuberculosis quarantine room there was so much coughing happening this woman this older woman behind me was coughing so disgustingly and i don't i i want to know what happened to shame what happened to embarrassment? Because what happens is if I have to cough a little bit, first of all, if I'm sick, I don't go anywhere because I don't want anybody to know I'm sick. I, I don't want to get you sick, but at the same time, I don't want to be seen as weak or damaged or injured. I don't want right. to. I don't want to be the 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 gazelle that falls behind the herd. I don't want to be seen as vulnerable. So I, I, if I have a cough, I'm not going outside. I'm definitely not going to a movie theater. This woman behind me was coughing, coughing up things, fluids. Uh, I feel like something might have hit me in the neck, and it went on throughout the throughout the movie. I don't go to a lot of movies. I don't know if this is what the protocol is, but I feel like she should have excused herself, and she didn't excuse herself. And now I feel like I should have confronted her for the good of the theater. But what I did is I just put my hood over my head and cringed throughout you, the film. You try to you try to give it like the signal with the hood. Did you, were you yeah. dramatic? Oh yeah, dramatic and yes. doing it like the yes. score. I've, I've I've been down that road, but yeah, it's a weird thing. And also, I mean, was this a was this an old bird or just somebody who was just uh, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. On, she, on the fade? No, no, it's she like, was mad old. She she could have expired. I was actually hoping she would die there in the theater she was she was quite ancient yeah i uh 
I, I one time tried to shame an old lady, and it it really worked against me. And I, it I didn't just, feel good. I got, I got very trigger shy after that. Yeah. I remember the movie was Road to Perdition, and this lady obviously had that, bad hearing. That's a Tom not, Hanks vehicle. Yeah. Right. Was not whispering. Was just right. like talking to the person next door. Wait a second. Who's this? Who's yeah. this? Oh, and I yeah. go, hey, lady, can you keep it down? And she goes, you shut up, asshole. Like, no, shut up. To the whole theater. Called me an asshole. And then all these people look at me like, hey, who's the guy fucking with the old lady? So, yeah. like, I... Yeah. At that point, I, I've I've gone into a shell when it comes to old lady bad behavior. See, this this woman, I was a cretin in my opinion. She should there, there sh- the police should have been involved with what she was doing, and but yet that's how I felt. I felt like I need to confront this woman. It was a pretty full theater. I felt like I should confront her, but I was concerned that I would be met with the same response that you were. So I didn't, and I, I have some regrets. I feel like next time, if this is to, to happen to me again, uh, this woman's going to get a piece of my mind. And, well, and also, how old am I that I'm saying a piece of my mind? <laughs> right? You might be fixing to that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might be close. <laughs> well, if there's one thing we know in life, it's that life teaches us lessons. And yes. so right now, you have the ammunition for next time. God damn it. You should be a motiv- motivational speaker, Ed. That was if beautiful. Only you, if only you had the uh, the more you know music from the, the NBC. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. That was my weekend. You know, I, I, I was really, I felt that I didn't handle that properly. And I know there's people out there within the sound of my voice that have been through the same situation and probably would have been are, are shaking their heads at the way I handled it right now by doing nothing, by passive aggressively gripping my girlfriend's wrist, <laughs> sipping my beer, and putting my hood over my head to protect, protect me from this woman's disgusting flu or whatever it was that she had. Um, I, I have some regrets and, and wish I would have handled the situation differently. Well, the important thing is that you're not coughing right now. So I, that, hood, yeah. that hood might be made of steel. I hope so. I, I, I felt like projectiles were peppering my hood. Like I felt things slamming into the back of my head throughout the film as this woman coughed herself to death. And, and she wasn't the only one. There was probably about... <laughs> three, four, maybe even five of these olds and they're male and female just letting it go. And I, I feel like shame has died. And I feel like when you hit a certain age, you're just like, fuck off. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to cough because I'm fucking old. I've been on this planet for a long fucking time and you could fuck off. And, and I'm bringing you down with me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to give you because I've been here a long time, and I, I might die from this, and I don't give a shit. I'm going to send it your way. I'm going to give you this, whatever it is I have, which I think was TB. I'm going to have to look and see, if, check the Centers for Disease Control and see if there's been an outbreak here in southern Orange County because I feel like that's what she had. I'm going to evil pay it forward. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, the opposite <laughs> of pay it forward. <laughs> exactly. All right, Ed, good talk, good catching up. Let's take a break. Let's take it to where where a commercial should be, but instead I just edit some music in there. And uh, we're trying to sound professional. We're failing, but that's okay. Uh, We'll take it to a break. When we return, we're going to talk about the guy that got to live every guy's dream 
by killing himself at a mall. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're back. Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Beckner, joined as always by my main man, Easy Ed Daily. We're talking not sports. We're talking going to the movies and having people die behind us. We're talking what state has the biggest dick. We're talking guys committing suicide at the mall, which is a good place to do it, I would argue. And, of course, we're talking the greatest holiday, maybe the greatest television event in history, but certainly... Certainly up there. Certainly yeah, up there. Certainly the greatest holiday. It, it, like, take your, pe- take your It's a Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown, and get it out of here. Charlie Brown is clinically depressed. He's an asshole. He's bald. <laughs> he's, he's has... He might be suffering from progeria. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody treats him like shit. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not into his movies. I'm not into Peanuts. I'm not into the nostalgia. So you guys can hang on to that. You guys can love that from where you are. But I, I've taken a critical eye to Charlie Brown, and he can fuck right off. I'm not a fan. What I am a fan of is a very Brady Christmas, and we will talk about that later. Will we not, Ed? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, Ed, let's talk about this. Some guy in a Chinese mall jumped. He was well, – let's just read from the story. Um, normally – and I, I don't know if you're the same as I am, Ed. When, when things happen in uncivilized places – like I could read a headline and it's like, oh, guy cuts off own arm – and jumps in front of a train because of his love for girlfriend. And then I see, oh, it happened in England. And I'm like, oh, that's not – who cares? It's not a real place. Okay. I, I, I only – I discount any non-American story. And plus – That would be jarring if it was England. I mean that's a pretty Western – It is? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, you go there often. Yes. You're local. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been there as well, but uh, you know it's just kind of like uh, who's reporting this? Can we trust their news sources? Uh, you know, there's no no New York Times. England. Yeah, England. Yeah, not not too sure. But so this one happened in China, which is like the Chinese equivalent of England. And I'll just read. This is on Gawker. A man who was fed up with his girlfriend's incessant Christmas shopping. It should be all men. Right. Responded to her request for one more look around a mall shoe store by leaping seven floors to his death. Quick question. Why is a mall seven stories high? Right. I've never been in a mall more than three. Yeah, two to three, I think, is the average mall. Why? Like, only in China. Like, how many Esparos I mean, do you need? How many, how many uh, Chinese people are there? There's like two billion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might have all been at this mall. Yeah, and and most of the most of the territory in China is not a lot of people, so it's like they're all crammed into, you know, they're several all, several large cities. Most, the condensed. rest of it is 
the rest of it is like the Great Wall and Terracotta Warriors. Like, there's nothing going on. There. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, farmland. You know, they where they where they float. They they they're they're cursed with a daughter. So they float her down the river in a basket so that then next time they can have a son to yeah, help like, work the farm. Like the penguin in Batman Returns. Right. That's exa- Oswald Cobblepot. That's exactly <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I'll read more from the story. I don't know why. Like, how many gaps do you need? How many gap kids are there? How, how You got Foot Locker. You got Lady Foot Locker. There's basically... Cinnabon. 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 There's basically, like... 12 to 15 mall stores. I don't know how they got seven stories out of this, but they they must have they must have like multiple lady footlockers. There's more than one Spencer's gifts in this mall, I would imagine. Hot topic. <laughs> there's so much fake dog poo in that uh, in that mall. Right. There's there's hot and cold topic. There's all there's all temperatures of topic. <laughs> forever 21, forever 22, forever 23. All the forever. H&M H and O P. Yeah. Well, I, these. I've been to I've been to China, and it is sort of like McDowell's in Coming to America. Right. They have a, a million copyright vi- violations, and they pretty much just call America's bluff, just saying like, "Who's going to come in here and sue us?" And, yeah. And what court is going to you know find us guilty? So there'll be things like McDowell's or Seven yeah. Eleven. It'll be called like Eight Twelve, like just Eight Twelve. Yeah, that's or, awesome. Yeah, there'll be like a Mickey Mouse with like a third ear, like the same like silhouette. Like they they've just got all kinds of weird <laughs> copyright violations there. So I, I bet there's there's a there's a Clinique and then there's a Clinac and a Clinuck all, there. All of this, all of the seven story mall. Like each yeah. level has a different Lancome. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the, I did see. I did see Bryant Gumble go to China one time, and he was like, wanted to blow out like they're doing counterfeit golf clubs, <laughs> and so he went and got a Callaway driver, and it was like Calamay instead of Callaway, and but it was like knocked off exactly. And then he hit. Then he, he's like, "Here's a regular Callaway driver," and he hit it, and he hit a nice drive. And then he's like, "Here's the knockoff," and then he hit it, and he like it like went a little bit farther. <laughs> and they tested it, and it like performed exactly the same. It was like knocked off perfectly to be yeah. exactly the, the Calamay was exactly yeah. the same as the Calamay. McDow- McDowell's. Yeah. Okay, you can continue. Yeah, it's basically a two billion person criminal empire. <laughs> so yeah, the, the more from the story. The thirty eight year old identified as Tao Hai Sao had been shopping with his girlfriend at the Golden Eagle International Shopping Center. That sounds like it should be in Minnesota or Wyoming. Golden Eagle. Like, yeah. go right. America. Eagle. Yeah, Eagle. Eagle. Right. In Zuzu, China, when she asked to check out one last shoe store, having, this is the most important phrase in the whole story right here, having been inside the mall for five hours... Tao had reached his limit and reportedly insisted that they leave immediately. He told her she already had enough shoes, more shoes than she could wear in a lifetime, and it was pointless to buy any more. She started shouting at him, accusing him of being a skinflint. I don't know what that is, Ed. Do you know what a skinflint is? Uh, It seems like a very old-timey word. That right, that uh, the Chinese are just embracing. You don't that. want to be called that, basically. 
and of spo- he spoiled Christmas by not letting her shop for more shoes. It was a heated argument. Surveillance footage shows Tao angrily hurling the shopping bags and jumping over the railing onto the cosmetic section below. Seven stories below, I might add. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame this guy. First of all, Ed, I would say five hours in a mall. I'm 38 years old. I would say that I have it probably spent a cumulative five hours in a mall in probably the last 15 years. Maybe 20? Yeah, I would say two decades of five hours. Yeah. Not, not even. This not guy even did five. that in a day. Yeah. How did he survive the fourth hour? I would have, I would have been over the railing before the argument. I, I gotta say, ninety minutes is when you pull the ripcorn. Absolutely, if, if you're that guy. And this guy's not king of his castle. Like, what? How is? Of course, she thinks she can shop for more shoes. He he hasn't laid it down. He's already given her five hours. Once he gave her the seventieth minute. Right. Right. She was she was on the take. She knew. She was free to do what she wanted. He didn't lay down the law early enough in the relationship. And let's be honest. I mean, relationships, they're about give and take. You need to find places to compromise. And Tao, my man, who, you know, paid the ultimate price or (laughs) scored the ultimate relief, however you look at it. He didn't lay down the law, and he so he went crazy and, and had to jump off the seventh floor. Um, thoughts and prayers to Tao, Hai Sao, and his family. I wonder if the girlfriend like turned around and she's like, whatever, and went back and started looking at the Jimmy Choo's. What do you think? Right. Well, I, I think she. I think she at that <clears throat> point, she's clearly not concerned with this guy. No. No. Right, so at this point, I have a feeling she didn't even like wait for the police. I think she, she just shopped. Did she? Do you think she got him to surrender his credit card? Like she's like, give me that Amex before That's you jump. True. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna need that before they before they cancel it. I'm sure she could have gotten some merchandise. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I, yeah, I mean, for sure, this is a terrible situation, and I, I understand being driven to the brink, but. Yeah, the fact that he let her keep him at the mall for five hours shows that he's either a complete sap or he's one of these possessive guys that has to watch her every move. In either case, you know, he's not the king of his castle. No, definitely not. Got what was coming to him or got out in only the way he knew how. The only and, the only option he had. And his name rhymes, which, you know, Tao Sao... I, I could have been reading it wrong, but there were no, no, all no. those letters were there. Yeah, the name, the letters are there. I, I think he had, he was a guy with a rhyming name, which right, right. more more likely than not, he was a questionable character. I would agree with that. Yeah, definitely. That's a very very important point that you just made there. Interesting name. He might not have been somebody that needed to hang around much longer because he he might have been up to some nefarious business. And I will also warn you, there was a link to the Chinese, like, Im- images of him jumping. Saw and I, I clicked on that, and I have to warn anyone before they click on the Chinese website, like, unless you have no fears of getting seizures, 
<laughs> never clicked. I mean, there were like 19 pop-up ads, and it kept refreshing every 12 seconds. I mean, I, I, I had to sit down. I felt like I had like you know the bed spins from just looking at that for, for thirty seconds. So the trauma of seeing a guy leap to his own death moments before his meeting his ultimate demise was a f- distant second to the fact that there were so many pop up ads oh, that yeah. caused you to become a little nauseous. Yeah, I can't read Chinese, but I have a feeling the website was like uh, causing seizures, Illustrated or something. <laughs> Well, with that, we'll move on. Thoughts and prayers to Tao Haisao. Um, you know, he's in a better place. Let's hope. Uh, odds Jay Leno makes the 11 Lords of Leaping joke in his monologue tonight. It's <laughs> well, a 50-50. So we'll, we might have to record that just in case, just to see. All right. Next topic. This is important. Who's got the biggest dick? I personally, Ed, I just want the rumor. I don't, my state didn't, let me see here, and we'll just take guesses here, but my state, you know what, my state has a very, we'll say diverse population, Ed. Mm-hmm. So for every extra large, there's probably an extra small, so I, I would probably guess that the California mean is just right in the middle. Because we have just such a wide range of people. It's a, it's a kind of a cross-section of the United States. Right. What you want if, to win this is you want a group of people to dominate that have – that are generally known to possess right. more size. More meat. Right. That, than, than the average man. So I'll just I'll just take a look. Do you want to wager a guess? Have you have you read this? I think you have read this, Ed. So you know you know who got the top spot in the state rankings of the biggest penises. Yes, I mean I I I have some thoughts on it. I will just say that even if you can look past the fact that the survey was done by a condom seller called Condomania, if you can if you can just believe that they had an accurate survey. Right. Their, their findings tell me that it was decidedly an inaccurate survey. Well, what, number one, number one, North Dakota. Never, right. Should never be in question. I, I don't know what those Paul Bunyan guys are up to. Right. And maybe maybe they're packing some real heat. The, well, but there's only eight guys in the whole state. Right. And on top of that, there are there are according to the survey, there are essentially 51 states because they are including. The District of Columbia. Yes, and, Ed, and yes. so a- any survey that doesn't have the District of Columbia as a far and away number one is an invalid survey. I think I see where you're going here, Ed. Yes, <laughs> there are. It would seem to me that that would be a very logical choice as the largest penis size state. If we're calling the District Columbia of Columbia a state. Which it came in fourth here, which isn't too bad. But, but yeah, it I, seems I'm to be there's at, a conglomeration of people there that might have larger than average genitalia. Because all the, the old old dudes who work on uh, Capitol Hill, you know, small what, dicks. Once 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 the the, the bells the, the horn sounds and they slide off the brontosaurus's back, 
You know, they go they go out to Bethesda and Arlington. Right. Yeah, they, yeah, they don't live in town. That's they're right. They're not on it's Q a, Street. It's a, it's like, it's a little too dangerous to live in the District of Columbia. No, is what you're saying? No, and you know that that town looks like the uh, the bar in Animal House where they saw Otis Day in the Nights. Right. You know, in After Hours. Right. Mind if we dance with your dates? Yeah, I think I see where you're going. Yeah, that would. That you I make. Haven't, a, I haven't pantsed. I haven't pantsed anyone in DC. Right, but I'm fairly confident the average snorkel is in the uh, ten to eleven soft. Yeah, rate. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. Good job, DC. <laughs> yeah, uh, you make a compelling argument. Like I would have said, maybe the South, like Georgia. Yes. Alabama, Mississippi might be a good. If you were a betting man, that might be a good place to. Lay your money. Mississippi was dead last. Yeah, that's that's very well. Also, this study is based on condom purchases, <laughs> and from what I can tell, the sub, carefully the southern states probably aren't because maybe of religious beliefs, right. Right. Cultural norms. They're not purchasing as many condoms as maybe other places are. So we should pro there the study itself should definitely be in doubt. North Car- North Dakota taking the top spot, followed by Rhode Island. Smallest state. I'm I'm I have a real problem with Rhode Island, Ed. Yes, and Massachusetts was pretty high too. Yeah, also yeah. Tough now, one. now with with a last name like Daly, I feel I'm very qualified to handle how substantial the uh, the size of Irish equipment is. Right. Yes. And I know that there's a fairly large Irish population in Massachusetts. Sully. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that they should be nowhere near the top ten. I think that's probably a very scientific way of looking at it, Ed. I don't. I don't think Massachusetts... Like, they might buy a lot of condoms, and I feel like Sully and the McDougal yeah. twins, they right. go in and they're like, hey, give me the Magnum. Right. You know, they, they, they buy extra large just so their boys can see, you know, that they're they're working with something there. When really, <laughs> they're Irish. They were just behind D.C. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, tough one. Tough, tough one to swallow, for lack of a better word. <laughs> uh yeah, tough list, not sure. And like I like I've always said, I just want the rumor. Like if California would have come in first place, I'd be like, "Well, yeah, you, you understand I'm from California." <laughs> like I don't need to be packing an, an a, a scary amount of material down below. But at the same time, it'd be nice if people just thought that I'll take the rumor. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ed. It's time. We need to talk about the single greatest television achievement in history. Here's the story. Not the last episode of MASH. Not the final episode of Cheers. Not nine seasons of Seinfeld or... Hill Street Blues, The Wire, none of these things matter. Of course, I'm talking about from 1987, 
blog post forthcoming on theballerlifestyle.com. A very Brady Christmas. Ed, your thoughts. Well, first of all, I mean, just to put this in perspective, I don't, I, I mean, the television ratings, yeah, it's, I think Breaking Bad finale got like 10 million people. Right. Um, a lot more channels these days. A lot more channels these days. On December 18th, 1988, I looked this up, 39% of the televisions in use watched A Very Brady Christmas. One of them was mine. At no, my, absolutely uh, one of them was mine. Yeah, one of my, at my family home in Costa Mesa, California, I can recall sitting down as a family and watching A Very Brady Christmas. And it's a generational touchstone. It's something I would not trade for the world. It was an important moment to my family and to me personally, it's that good a movie. Would you not agree? Oh, absolutely. It hits everything. There's some, there's some deception, divorce. Yes. There's, there's, there's uh, a danger. There's potential death in it. Yes. Now, now upon rewatching Ed, there's something that I noticed that I didn't notice as a young man. No. And I'm talking about Mike Brady. <laughs> Mike Brady, who we all come to know later, was a homosexual man, passed away from complications of AIDS, was looking pretty AIDSy in the Brady Bunch movie, and wasn't doing a lot to disguise his homosexuality. <laughs> In mannerism, in style of dress, in perm and or mustache choice, (laughs) he was really gaining it up. And I feel like he is not given enough credit for being the gay icon that he was. Would you agree? I agree. Although, I mean, it was like he was making up for lost time. Because in the early 70s, when he was just Mike Brady's dad. Yes. Like, he, he didn't, you know, he just seemed like regular... Yeah, just dressing like what a dad yes. you would think, like a yes. very traditional dad, just kind of wore his you know, cheap suits and everything. He was fine. I mean, he he got the uh, the call to appear on a very Brady Christmas, and he hit the ground running, like he was making up for lost time with with the gay outfits. But I, I would even say these weren't gay outfits. I don't. I mean, you know, the outfits in this show are kind of a. Uh, indicator of the times. There were some shoulder pads, but I mean, he was wearing flat out like women's blouses. He, his first scene where he's extremely gay, him and Carol Brady are working out on exercise bikes and he has the blouse. He's wearing Richard Simmons tank top under a woman's 1980s sweat outfit. <laughs> it's like that papery East Coast looking, like somebody in Jersey would go to hit the hey. mall in it. You know, well, back in the day, Ed. All right, all right. It's it's got a, it's got that East Coast vibe to it. it he, he's clearly trying to ex- to show us who he is via his character. Also, he does a real interesting, like, lean back against the counter while wearing this outfit that that screams gayness to, to you. I can't believe I didn't notice this the first time around. Yeah, he 
but it's just it's staggering. It's not like I was expecting the guy to be wearing a Lyle Alzado jersey or something, but he just he's wearing he's wearing women's clothing. He's not even wearing like what a gay man in '88 is wearing. Like he's wearing just flat out women's clothes clothing. Yes, it's it's awkward, and that leads us to another thing, and maybe the highlight of the film. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but at a point later in the movie. Two of the Brady sons, Bobby and Peter, have a late night heart to heart. For some reason, Peter, like Jan and Marsha, get to shack up with their husbands. Yes. Peter, I guess because he's not married and it's a traditional house or something. Peter has. Yeah, well, his his, uh, girlfriend is, is, is sleeping with Cindy. Yes, yeah. Very odd. Right. Right. I mean, lucky her, by the way, that mm-hmm. they didn't, they weren't able to contract the original Cindy. So they had to bring in Charles and Charge's girlfriend. I believe her name was Gwendolyn on that show. Indeed. So, yeah. Indeed. It was a major upgrade. Wow. Yeah. Some decent 1980s eye candy there, even with the off the shoulder sweatshirt belted around herself that she wears for going out and also wears to sleep in. Yes. She wears the same one in two scenes. One for day wear, one for night wear, which is good. But back to Peter, because this is this I do recall thinking at thinking of as a what the fuck moment in nineteen eighty eight. Peter's on the couch sleeping, he's having a rap sesh with his odd looking little brother, Bobby Brady. Bobby Brady's in typical night clothes. He's got like a long sleeve t-shirt, sweats. Peter inexplicably is wearing a nightgown to sleep and uh, he's wearing a dress. <laughs> it's 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 a, it's there's no mistaking it. It's not like baggy pants. He's no. wearing a nightgown. He's wearing a nightgown. It looks like something. It looks like what Ebenezer Scrooge yeah. would be wearing with the with the with the long hat, except that Peter's not wearing the hat. It's yeah, a like, long nightdress that someone maybe in the 1700s would wear to sleep, and it goes undiscussed. And there are like eight conversations in that nightgown because then they move it to the kitchen, yeah, where he runs into other siblings. And there is no discussion of the uh, of the nightgown. I, yeah, it's like when Bobby sits down, he's like, "Bobby, let's have a talk." How does Bobby not go? Hey, bro. Oh yeah, we need to talk. We yeah. need to talk. All right. Why are you wearing a dress? Like, yeah, let's have a talk as soon as you go put some pants on because I'm put off by what you're wearing right now. Right. And it's- to think, like Peter would have, like maybe Peter wears that at home, but he's going, "Hey, I'm going back to mom and dad's. I'm gonna sleep on the couch." Maybe I'll just leave my night dress back here at whatever town I live in. And I'll just wear some normal sleeping clothes because people might see me and think it's a little weird that I'm wearing a night dress. But no, he's he's wearing it and he's not in a bedroom. He's on the couch for everybody to pass by on their way to get coffee in the morning. Yeah, I mean, maybe he had it in the bag and he was feeling a little nervous about it. And then he saw dad wearing blouses and was just, all right, fine, I'll wear a dress. Yeah, he's like, hey, the old man's got Richard Simmons' blouse on. Like, I can fly my freak flag here. 
Uh, you know, my, my brother, Bobby, he looks a little weird. He hasn't aged well. He's got uh, weird color hair, a lot of sun in. I, you know, I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to be me here on mom and dad's couch. And, and the last thing that I think we need to get to before we wrap up, and we, we touched on it already, uh, the upgrade from of Cindy's really, really makes the movie. Would you not agree? Major upgrade. And you know that, like, Susan Olsen was – I, I I read that she was on her honeymoon, but I'm sure she was ready to change plans. And they're like, no, we wouldn't – we would feel terrible if you change your plans. Like, you know, you know this was not a uh, – this was not her decision. Yeah, you – like, they could have changed out the whole cast. Like, they should have hottied up the cast. Like, do we really need original Jan, Eve Plum with that hairdo, with those bangs? Like, we yeah, didn't what, need her. Yeah, the feathered side. I mean, Marsha... It's a bad look. Marsha yeah. can keep. But Marsha's an all-timer. I mean, she was she was a little long in the tooth by that point. But I, you, you could make an argument that she needed to stay around. Sure. Uh, the, the Cindy upgrade, though, really makes the movie for me. And that's why... Part of the reason that and the nightgown are part of the reasons why it's always going to be a classic and yearly Christmas viewing in my home, as in most of the homes across America, I imagine. It's it's mandatory. It's mandatory. And if if, if you're not watching it in your home, then you're really not celebrating Christmas. Right. And if you haven't seen it, we're going to post yep. it. We're going to put it up this week. In the next couple of days, you're going to see it. If it's not already up, it's going to be on the Baller Lifestyle Dot com. We'll post the link to YouTube along with a very thorough viewer's guide that takes you moment by moment a good diary of what's happening in the movie so you can have a little primer of, hey, what's going on here? You can, you can look to our guide and it will help guide you through what's happening in the greatest television movie of all time, A Very Brady Christmas. Without question. Absolutely. All right, Ed. Like, how'd that go for you? How was that? Was that nice? Do you enjoy that? It was great as always. Yeah. It felt really, really good for me, too. I really enjoyed it. I always enjoy your company. Uh, let's do this again next week. Sounds good. Sounds great to me. So, for Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. Check us out at theballerlifestyle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Brian Beckner. Easy Ed Daily. Feel free to communicate with us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like about the show. And as always, it's a work in progress, but this one feels really good. I really enjoyed it. Ed, until next week, we'll talk to you. This is Brian Beckner, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you later. Later. 